The Echo Chamber, brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group, putting you in tomorrow's conversations today. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber. I am Diana Morzalek. I'm a senior reporter with The Homes Report, and I have two uh, influential guests with me here today. I have Cindy Krupp, who is the founder and CEO of Krupp Group, uh, a PR agency in New York City, as well as 28 Row, which is an influencer marketing organization and network. I also have Madison Krauss, who is a real-life influencer. <laughs> um, straight out of NYU, who has been working with Cindy and the network in terms of um, building up a college-age influencer, what do you call it, following, I guess. And your influencer name that you go by, though, is Gaptooth Ginger. Is that correct? Is that just on Instagram? That is on Instagram, and it's now become in real life, too. Um, people will call me Gaptooth, GTG, Gaptooth Ginger. It's really it all works. taking a whole yeah. other era <laughs> of a name. Excellent. So, Cindy, tell us a little bit to start with about 28 Row, why, what it does and, and why you developed it, where the impetus for it came. Sure. Happy to. So at Crop Group, we do a lot in the influencer space. Influencers obviously have become a huge part of branding for all of our brands. We work with macro influencers with 1.5 million followers and micro influencers that have 50,000 followers. And what we realized was brands were interested in getting reaching this college demo, but none of the influencers that we were working with really were tapped into that. So we did a deep dive into the brand space. And what we found was, or into the college space, I should say, what we found was brands that were activating on the college campuses were very mono brand focused. And what that means was they were finding brand ambassadors that would be brand ambassadors for their one brand, usually first semester, they would do activations on the ground, they would have them post numerous times a week. And so many of the girls that we met with said like, I didn't want to do it. It's not the way I shop. I'm not a one brand customer. And so we started to realize that there this need for approaching this college demo, as we do with macro influencers and micro outside the space where it's multi-brand to really approach them exactly as we do and have those conversations with them in that way. That being said, we had to build the network because it's not so easy to find amazing talent like Madison. You know, it's they're not they're not represented by agents. They're not, you know, they're not exposed in the same way. So we spent a year building a network of over 150 students nationwide. So we have girls, and I say girls because we can't find those dudes that are interested in social media <laughs> in the same way. So the guys that we found, just none of them have followings that are, you know, that make sense to call them influencers. So we built a network of girls from University of Miami, Wisconsin, Michigan, NYU, Tulane, UPenn, across the nation. And how did you do that? Did you needle in a haystack? You did. Okay. Rabbit's hole. Just going through. Rabbit's hole. Oh, wow. Yeah. My co-founder, um, Janie, that's her job is to really make sure that um, the network is active and that we're constantly, you know, Madison's just graduated. So we're rolling her into our next phase of influencer. But so we've got all these incoming freshmen. You, This is a network that's constantly shifting because kids are coming in and kids are graduating. So literally straight down a rabbit's hole, social media rabbit's hole, finding the talent, finding the girls that we felt represented different brands well. Um, 
vet a big vetting process. We're mindful of the types of photos, the types of captions. You know, every bikini shot with a you know bottle of wine or beer is not our kind of girl. So someone that you know has a creative is utilizing it in a creative way. Um, is really engaged with their friends and their social life. And so we were very mindful of what sort of criteria we wanted to see for this network. We literally built the network. We reached out to these girls. We said, this is what we're doing. Do you want to be a part of it? And that is how it came to fruition. I'm surprised that the um, college age influencers are that hard to find. You know, if you start to look, you can figure it out. But the reality is you have to be tapped into that world. It's not, because the way brands are finding or the way at Crop Group that we're finding influencers outside the space are a couple different ways. Influencers that we work with that are traditionally bigger influencers are being followed by other influencers. So we know if we start with like a man repeller, an eye swoon, there's influencers that are striving to be them. So we're able to kind of follow that path. We're able to see what like-minded brands are doing and who they're working with. So that's another way to find it. These girls are so under the radar. They have like, you know, an average of 5,000 followers. They're so micro, micro that they're not easy to find. And and why is that? Madison, maybe you can tell me why um, Why are, are, are college-age influencers not more active than they are? I think one of the main reasons is because they're in college. They're not focusing as much on social media as big influencers. That's their job. I know a lot of them. They, that's how they make their money. That's their brand. For us, we're going to school and we're doing social media. So it has to be something that you're passionate about or a creative outlet for you to actually be active on social media and give it the time that it needs. And so you you made it. You just graduated NYU yeah. and you're going to law school. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. So and how and you fit the influencing in. Um, is this something you've always done? Is this something you built a following up over time? Why? How? Um it kind of started I went to before I came to college, I did an FI a program at FIT and I just really loved using Instagram as a way to like go find cool places to eat or find outfit um, inspiration and stuff like that. And it just started building off of there. And then brands would slide into my DMs. It goes down in the DMs like all our youngins say. But um, and I started from there. So brands found you. Yeah. Brands found you. And so what are brands doing? What are you doing? Who do you work with? How do you reach your peers? Um, brands aren't doing a lot on the ground at college campuses, specifically at NYU, because it is such a big city. I think it's hard for brands to come to us like a state school where it's very centered. It's not like that for us. We'll occasionally have brands come in for sororities or uh, fashion business clubs, but it's not uh, school wide like a lot of other campuses have. So for us, a big way to market is through social media and through them reaching out to us. Um, on my campus, I saw some girls who had brand ambassador programs, so they'd be doing, again, like Cindy said earlier, the same brand over and over again and posting twice a week for them or things like that. And that didn't really seem organic or authentic to a lot of us because that's not how we're living. Um, so that's really what we're seeing with brands on campus. It seems like a major missed opportunity because when you're talking about college-age girls 
who doesn't love fashion? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and also lifestyle. Like, the, you know, we were talking about Luna Bars before. Like, they are so active, their lifestyle, and they're so passionate about it. And what we've, what we've seen, and I imagine this is the way that a lot of influencers started as well, is it's a creative outlet for them. Like, so many of our, you know, 28 Row Brand Ambassadors, when we say, how did you get into this? I've yet to find one of them that has looked at me and said, I want to be an ambassador. Like that, I want to be an influencer. That's my career path. You know, obviously Madison's graduating, going on to college. So it's really like a creative outlet for them and a way to share with their peers things that they're passionate about, which comes across, obviously that goes back to that authenticity piece. And it is so authentic because they're doing it because they're enjoying it and they're enjoying sharing with their peers in a way that, you know, influencers that are getting paid a fortune in the real world, they're posting it because they're getting paid to post it. They're not posting it because they, like, started the day with it and love it and can't live without it. And so there's something really um, impactful when you get that. We're seeing when we do a program, we do. I mean, we're working with macro influencers all day long, national girls all day long. And for brand awareness, it's amazing. You know, a girl that has a global reach, it's, you know, it's it's of great value for a brand, but the conversion's really not there. The sales that drive are not there because if someone has 1.5 million followers, they're not really knowing their community well, and chances are it's not really the same kind of person that's following them. It's a lot of, there's a lot of noise in that. With these girls, 5,000 followers, you probably know 90% of the people in that, and they know you. Yeah. And so what we're seeing is we'll run a program with a big influencer, a macro influencer outside this space. We'll see an engagement rate of like 2 to 4%. With these kids, we're seeing like 15 to 20%. It's insane. The first time we ran it, I, ran I was like, wait, wait, run those numbers again. That can't be right. That doesn't make sense. They have such a small following. That makes no sense. But then I was like, of course it makes sense. This is a real community. These are people that know Madison. These are people that follow her that are friends of high school, friends of friends from high school, friends of friends from college, friends from like this is a real authentic community. So when these influencers speak, this community feels very um connected to what you have to say there is no sort of like barrier of entry and so it's been it's been amazing to see how brands are really gaining that sort of traction by utilizing these influencers and madison oh go ahead i was i think going off of that um one of the big differences between us and major influencers is because we have this community they feel more comfortable reaching out to us when they see a product that we post or a brand that we're working with because they know oh i can ask the size oh i can ask her questions about this or that and usually because they feel comfortable talking to us about it they'll go to that website and that will lead to, if they don't buy the product we're wearing, they'll probably buy something else. Yeah. Um, we also give them discount codes, which not a lot of big influencers always can provide for their community. So it's just like that community that we have, they feel more comfortable with us. So what's working? I mean, how do you really connect with your peers? Is it having that back and forth? Is it making choices that really reflect who you're speaking to? Um, have you ever rejected a brand's, you know, participation partnership yeah so i think um doing the 
social media and online marketing is a lot stronger than on the ground, specifically in college campuses, because we're not shopping on the ground. We're not really going to stores anymore like we used to. We're shopping online. We want to be able to swipe up and quick in between classes or while we're sitting on our computer in class. Um, We want to be able to shop fast. That's what we're used to. We're used to shopping online. So I see that the online stores and online marketing is doing a lot better than on the ground because it's just not how we're shopping. So it's not connecting to us. When it comes to brands that reach out to me, I have rejected brands. Brands will sometimes say, oh, I'll give you this code so you get 50% off our bathing suit and then this code to give to followers. It doesn't make sense for me to pay to promote your brand. It has to be a give or take, which is one of the things that's great with 28 Row is they'll give us some product to choose from. We pick if it makes sense with our brand or not. If it does, then we get the product and then we post it. We're not paying for something like some other brands are suggesting that we do. It has to be a give or take with these influencers, especially because we're in college. We're on a budget. We don't want to spend money on things that we're going to help you promote. It just doesn't make sense to us. Um, Also, it's really important with these brands that they're looking at who they're reaching out to. A lot of companies, specifically bikini companies, will reach out to me in January while I'm in class at school. It's snowing. Um, I live in New York. Um, I'm I'm not going to sit in a bikini in Central Park. It just doesn't make sense to me. A girl in Miami might work for her, not me. So just really look. Also, like, I'm a vegetarian. I've had food companies that don't have vegetarian or vegan options reach out to me. That doesn't make sense to me because I can't can't eat it so you have to make sure that it aligns with the influencer you're looking at because if not it's just not going to make sense and it's not going to go to their followers either it's a lost opportunity on both ends mm. because regardless of how much you're paying them the followers are gonna be like that doesn't make sense for her so you're you're definitely discriminating in in who you select yeah. to work with um they all are they all are have they? the privilege of being so you know it's Listen, they're they're young and they are um, have strong convictions and opinions and they're not using this to pay their way through college. So it's really it's a, it's more of a passion project or, yeah. you know, and it might manifest into more. So they have the privilege of being able to say, no, that's inauthentic. I think for us, when we start to work with a brand, we go through our network and say, OK, is she aligned with this brand? Does she make sense? And many, many times we're like, these are not the right fit for this brand. And I think that's a really important part of our success and our process and and exactly what you're saying for a brand to be reaching out to you if they're following you they know that you're vegetarian they know that you support sustainability they know that these are decisions that you make so they should be mindful in the selection process that they're making but i think that brands are struggling to really navigate this network and what makes it worth your time this takes up time right you're you're obviously graduated with good grades you're going to law school um why do you do this? What makes it worthwhile for you? Um, I think it's awesome that we get to work with new brands and learn about new products and find things that fit with us. So it's, I think that's really what it is, the give and take of, oh, wow, I got this A Paris coat that um, I collaborated with 28 Row for, and I wear that coat all the time. And, like, my friends see it all the time. I know a lot of my friends have bought from there because they've seen me wearing it all the time. So it makes sense to me because I get stuff that I love to use. And I also get to share it with my friends, my community. And it's just a give and take. It's a lot of added value yeah. also for the brands, whereas we don't get that. So if we do an influencer program outside the space and we're giving product to someone or we're paying someone to do some sort of post program, 
they post and then we never see that item again. It's not like chances are 99% of the time they're not going to continue to post images of themselves utilizing the product. Either they throw it in the back of their closet or they give it away with this network. We get so much added value. First of all, we'll see you in numerous posts, even though we're contracting you for one. But then your community sees you on campus wearing it. People like there's so much added value beyond just the post. And that only in this community do you get that. Now, 28 Row is available to other agencies to use. Is that correct? Well, you make so your network available? Our, for brands, yes. For brands. So for any brand. But yes, there are other agencies that will contact us for their client and say, we have this client, we know you have this network, can we do a program with you? And of course, that's, you know, we're contracted out to do that. And are there categories where college-age kids don't necessarily fit? I mean, of course, you're talking about big purchases like yeah. cars and homes, I understand yeah. that, but but consumer brands. I um, mean, we're mindful of like a price point of like 300 350 and below is kind of the sweet spot. Anything above that, unless it's just for brand awareness and you want to build aspirational consumers that you know cannot purchase purchase your product today, but as their graduation present, you want it to be on their radar. But if you're looking for conversion, then it has to be under 300, 350 is really the max. So price point edits out a lot. Um, and then, you know, again, it depends. Like we did a pro- we did a, be- a beauty CBD uh, product launch with um, a brand. And CBD is illegal. It's legal. Like, it's, you know, there's nothing. But we had girls that were like, I babysit. Like, I can't. It's, you know, my, I don't want work to see. And it's a beauty brand. It yeah. was literally like a lip balm. It was not. And, um, you know, but we also realized, like, that's part of feel, them feeling like it's authentic to their community. And we don't want anyone to ever post something that doesn't feel real. And so that was interesting. That was like an interesting, we I, we looked at each other and we we're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's CVD. Yeah. Like it's, so there's a, you know, that definitely. I'm curious to see how that continues to manifest. I worked on that club and I, when I first thought I was like, okay, CBD, I'm going to law school. Like what I think when I was like, I work out all the time and there was actually a spray yeah. for if you had muscle pain. And like my followers know, like I work out every day. I love working out. It's like my outlet. So it made sense to me to have the spray for my muscle pain. And I wanted to try the spray for my muscle pain. So I was like, it's true to my brand. I'm not going to yeah. go shy away from something. Yeah. Like well, I, I, I didn't think about that in, in the um, the sort of transitional phase that, that college age kids are at I mean you're you're legally an adult but yet you don't want your mom to know everything (laughs) you don't want um you know you still are answering to professors and parents and And you don't want to judge you based on that and the reality is everyone is seeing your social so you know you want to be mindful of what sort of things you're supporting on it right and so how will this change so you're going to law school um will you still be an influencer and if so how does that change what you will or won't do, um, what you'll focus on, or are you still ginger, gap tooth ginger, um, <laughs> forevermore? I think even with going to law school, I'm going to stay gap tooth ginger. I went all four years of college doing it, and I think it's like become a part of me. I mean, I have a G around my neck, and people are always like, why do you wear a G? And I'm like, oh, for my best friend gap. No, it's for like gap tooth <laughs> ginger. Like, it's become a part of me because it is my creative outlet. And I think especially in law school when I'm 
going and even if I was just going into the work world you become so serious and I think it's very important that we still have that outlet because we still have those followers my followers aren't leaving me now that I've graduated if anything they're going to stay with me to see where I go and the more stuff I do in the city because my content isn't going to change that much and what is your content so what's your typical day I mean yes you wake <laughs> up you work out you go to school but how how often are you posting how often are you posting on behalf of brands um I post at least two to three stories every day um which would be like a food or like if I'm working out or now you can post like a song from Spotify or if I just feel like I'm doing something cool and then when it comes to brands I try not to do it really depends on the time period but if I have a lot I'll only do like one or one really a week um I don't like to do too much then I feel like it's becoming unauthentic and it's not gonna really reach my followers and when I do post um have the same impact yeah it's not gonna have the same impact or like some like sometimes I'll do one a month and then that's it it really just depends on the time um but mostly I post like food or what I'm wearing or what I'm doing or cool art galleries that I've been to and that's mainly my content and how do you how do you really the word authenticity always comes up but mm. how do you really convey authenticity I mean does it have to be something you love something you use I mean how do you really make that not only that connection with the brand but then also relay it to your followers I think something that makes my Instagram very authentic is my captions because they're all like jokes and things that like I'll write down during my day to day. And my friends who know me are people who've just met me like once in passing. You know, I'm very sarcastic and I like to make jokes and that's really who I am. So if I'm doing a post, I have to make sure with 28 28 Row, they're amazing about this. I can keep my captions authentic to me. I think if they see a caption that's not authentic, it's not like a joke or a pun or something that would make sense then my followers would know okay that's not Madison and so I'm very mindful of that because I want my Instagram to be a place people can come and laugh and like look at the pictures and find clothes or find a cool place to eat in the city I don't want it to be like I love this brand so much it's so great you should get it like that's not me so 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 Cindy are brands starting to or realize that there was this gap in their marketing yeah yeah. And what kind of brands and what are they doing and what's the realization? I mean, everything from workout lifestyle brands, beauty brands. We're speaking to a, a an alcoholic beverage brand right now, a lot of fashion brands. And we're just starting to kind of get the word out about this. At first, we were just kind of testing it with our brands. And so the fact that we're outside. But yes, everyone is looking. Every time I tell someone what I'm doing from the brand side, they say to me, We've been wanting to do something in the college space, but it's too labor intensive. It's too, I don't have someone that could dedicate all their time. The marketing teams in-house are doing so many other things that to build this network or tap into this network. So it's been challenging. Also, like we were saying, most influencers don't want to work with a mono brand, don't want a mono brand partnership. They want to work with multi-brand as they do in, because that's when it feels really inauthentic. You know, if you're posting about one brand three times a week, come on. Like, clearly, that's a partnership, and there's not, you know, but for Madison and for other influencers, we're saying we'd love for you to work with this brand. This is the ask. If she's into the brand and she's excited, it goes. Sometimes we put out an ask that says, this is the brand. We're looking for 20 girls, the first 20 that reply, do it. And we get, if it's a brand that they're excited about, 
we get an immediate response. We'll get from the girls, like, I saw so-and-so was included in that program. Can you include me in the next one? Like, we're really creating this sort of demand within the network that they want to be part of it. Um, but I think it. I think to Madison's point, the reason why it works is because it is authentic. And they're only going to promote things that feel right to them. They don't want to alienate their community. And they're not, you know, they're not in a position that they... You know, no one's saying, here's 50K, hold this, you know, cheeseburger. We know you're a vegetarian. Yeah. I'm like, that'd be a different story. That might, that's going to be challenging when she's like, it's a semester of college yeah. or, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The perks. I'm surprised you can't find any guys. I mean, not any. We're you. struggling. What is the deal? They like brands. They don't like social. Yeah. So really? they like their brands, but they're not posting on a regular basis. And we need people that are really active in social. She's posting three stories a day. Like, we, the guys are just not. And it's amazing. We did one sneaker campaign where we said, do it with your best friend. Like, we'll send you shoes. And a lot of the girls pick guys. And we were so excited because we were thrilled to have these guys. But we went and checked out the guys following. They have no following. They're just not active in it in the same way. Right. They don't work at it. And yeah. Are there other um, demographics that you're seeing uh, this gap exist on that you would ex expand the network? If, even if not yours, but that there's other opportunities. I mean, listen, these kids are graduating. We're going with them. Like, they're, you know, everyone, when they were graduating, the first question was, am I getting kicked out of the network? And we're like, no, of course not. We're just going to market you and position you to brands that you're that, like, you know, straight out of college, first job, this is, you know, what it looks like and this is what, what sort of... And the brands are going to shift, right? Like, the brands are going to shift what you need in your first apartment is going to be different than what you... You know, you're going to spend money in a different way than you did in your dorm. And so that sort of awareness... Um, I mean, high school has come up, but we're not there yet. We're definitely not there yet. I'm worried about the spending power. Like, I feel like for brands, that is that that's going to be a challenge in that space to reach the high schoolers. Yeah, I just don't know if if we do reach them, or do they have the disposable income? Most of them don't have after school part time jobs right. for you know. So that's been my hesitancy there. Yeah, there are all those trickiness of working with minors. Yeah, and yeah. There's a full range of of things you have to consider. Yeah. I also think with working with 28 Row, which they're so good with us, and a lot of companies don't do this, is Janie, who um, is one of the co-founders, she'll text us, um, email us. She really tries to communicate with us throughout the process. So we really have a person to talk to, where with most um, collaborations I've done outside of 28 Row, I don't feel that. And we can always send them the picture and be like, hey, does this work? Does this caption work? And Janie will get right back to us. So it's that communication that we're seeing through 28 Row that we don't get through just brand collaborations, through email. It's not that connection that we have. How did you find Madison? Needle in a haystack. This one. <laughs> Needle in a haystack. Well, good. You've got a prize here, and now you're going to have a law student. So yeah, I know. I'm like, she's going to end up being in-house counsel yeah, for the 28-row in prep group. You're building, really building an entire career here. A multifaceted really vertical marketing, exactly. right? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, good luck, and I appreciate yeah. all your time, and we will watch your uh, network grow, and we'll watch your law career grow. Thank you so much. Take care. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to The Echo Chamber. Brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group, putting you in tomorrow's conversations today. Today.